Welcome to Fitness Business Secrets. Today, I'm with Brad. Brad, welcome. Thanks, mate. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. And guys, what we're going to cover cover today is what to not focus on if you're under 150 members. And this is a really, really big bugbear of mine. I'm sick of seeing so many amazing fitness business owners being guided in the wrong direction or doing really, really stupid shit and why your business constantly stays at 30, 40, 50, 60 members or anything under 150 members. Now, we're going to have a really honest episode with you guys today. We're going to tell you how it is. Brad was that was so blessed to scale seven facilities across the world in two nations. I was able to scale our fitness business to 1200 members in three single locations in a, you know, little little part of Sydney. But if you listen to this episode and if you take notes and take action, you are going to stop wasting time and you're going to grow your business faster than ever in 2023. Now, Brad, I do know you have like a little bit of a backstory on this because there was a time where you were focused on, you know, maybe the, the incorrect things or definitely the incorrect things. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, and I think you know, it's not, you know, it's a bit about my story, but again, I've seen it so, so often since, you know, it's happened to me that, which is why I you suppose know, how this episode came about. But, you know, when I first went from, you know, a personal trainer inside of a gym paying rent, I had a couple of coaches working for me and then yep. joined the guys at the Body Consultants and very early on got into the business and, you know, we opened you know, sort of, you know, 50 members and the goal was, you know, essentially to hit to 100 then to 150. But when we first got those couple of clients in, we were so, I personally was so heavily focused on trying to build out all of these amazing systems to stop people from leaving. Yep. So I was so worried about how could I train my coaches more? How could I do more retention? How could I do more accountability? What touch points could I add in to make sure that I didn't lose the small number of clients that I had as we slowly grew. Now, when I grew my facility, when we first opened, we didn't have a massive marketing budget. You know, we sort of, uh, you know, bootlegged it, you know, strapped what we could out of the cash for equipment, but we had a small marketing budget. So as much as people were growing, I was heavily focused and probably spending more time than I should have been looking back now on trying to keep people for longer rather than spending more time generating leads so I could grow faster. And, mate, do you remember what, like, the moment was where you realised that you had been doing maybe some incorrect daily tasks, weekly activities, like what the moment was? I think the big thing to me was, like, we constantly kept adding things in and nothing got better. Like our cancellation rate was never huge. Like it was it was always relatively small. But I was focused on like when I got a cancellation and we were a small business essentially, it I took it really, really personally because I wanted yep. to help all of these people. And you know, we charge a hundred dollars a week. So for someone to leave, it was a large amount of money. Right? Yeah. Like that was covering essentially, you know, three hours of coaching per client that we lost. So yep. it was that constant stress of, oh, if we lose clients, I'm going to have to do more coaching or that ha money has to come from somewhere. So by adding in all of these different layers, trying to improve it, it, it roughly stayed the same because we already have had relatively good systems. So I realized that I'd spent, you know, all this time per week on something that didn't fix a major problem, but didn't help us do what we initially wanted to do, which was go and grow a facility. Because the, the body consultants, when you guys were scaling, were some of the biggest ad spenders in terms of the fitness space of gyms in Australia. You guys went hard in the paint. Well, massive, yeah. So when I first essentially joined, you know, we 
started off, um, you know, $30, $50 a day. I think, um, you know, just before uh, COVID, as we, you know, we, we were really scaling, scaling, my facility was, you know, $150, $20 a day in ad spend. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at one stage, I still remember like, it was the best day we ever had. I was closing for three facilities and I actually sold 20 six-week challenges in one day remotely that's bonkers eh? right so 20 26 week challenges 600 each all paid in full from one day um and that was like on a monday and that was yeah. actually the biggest week that we ever had across the board but that if i was again spent all that time focusing on other things that we were never going to have 20 cancellations in a week so yeah that was okay, cool. Now we're focusing on the right things. As long as we keep signing people up and we have good systems and good sessions, some people are always going to cancel. Some people, their circumstances change, their goals change, they hit their goals, they move, whatever it may be. So that stuff you just can't help. Yeah. So as long as we delivered you know, good sessions, got amazing results and had you know some accountability to keep them in place, we needed to focus on what was most important. That was what we can control, which is growth. Yeah, guys, like I'm sure you've heard us talk about on the episode before that if you're under 150 members, 80% of your time should be marketing and selling. Um, Because the simple fact of reality is like if you're only looking after like 40 to 50 clients, and first of all, if you're looking after 40 to 50 members and that makes you happy and that's how big your business wants to be, kudos, like really hats off to you. That's not the life I would live, but I don't want to like shit on anyone on the episode. But if you go, look, I want to have 150, 250, 300 members in your facility, you actually have a facility that changes like an absolute shit ton of lives every single week. Unless you have the ability to actually focus 80% of your time on marketing and selling whilst you're in that growth phase, it's going to be a, a very, very slow grind to get there, even if you ever get there at all. But Brad, when you shifted your focus, just say for the guys kind of, you know, listening along with the episode, what would that actually mean when they're focusing 80% of the time on marketing and selling? Like if you were doing that with, with inside a business right now, what would you, what would be some couple of things that you make sure you get done each day? Yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing for me is making sure I'm going out and, you know, looking at my organic marketing plan. What am I doing organically to generate leads? So yep. is it is it my Facebook posting? Is it my direct messaging? What am I doing organically on my profiles, content, those sorts of things? And then what am I doing in regards to the paid marketing space? Because yeah. we know paid marketing is the fastest way to grow. And again, if you have a good strategy of how to get the money back on the front end in regards to the offer that you've created and how you're selling it, it can be you know cash flow neutral and you can scale very quickly. Oh, massively. And the Massive. thing that matters is... is- Go, go, we had go, a guy go. in that agency last week. He got like 62 leads for like $4 a lead. It's like bonkers at the moment. Exactly. And if you know, again, you have a good offer and you can sell it, like away you go. But I think the biggest peak, people are focusing on like retention where you need to put people into your program to see what's broken, right? <laughs> because at every different level of your business as you scale, you are going to have different growing pains. Things that work when you have 50 members may not work when you have 100. So it's about being okay knowing that you're going to have times in your business when you have to look at different parts of your retention and either add things in, maybe take some things out based upon what you want to do in regards to a business and overheads. Yeah. But the biggest thing you want to focus on is like, once we look at that, what's the retention? What am I growing by? Is it something I have to worry about or is it something that I can just keep focusing on growth? 
hundred percent. And guys, one of the, one of the things you want to focus on, especially in the marketing side of things, is you've got four really big levers you can push if you're under one hundred and fifty members. One, your personal network, all of your friends, family, people you played footy with, people you went to school with, anyone with a fucking pulse that you can help with inside your local or area or your niche should have done some type of training trial or program with you, or at least got an offer. Then obviously you've got your organic marketing, which Brad um, talked about, which is posting one good piece of quality content per day. You've got your paid ads. Now, guys, if you could spend $1,000 on Facebook ads and get $1,000 or more back within seven days, which we call front-end liquidating your ad spend, you would get above 150 members faster than ever. And then also your referrals. Now, when you're starting at marketing, guys, the only thing better than 15 minutes of marketing is 30 minutes. The only thing better than 30 is 60. The only thing better than 60 is two hours, three, four hours a day. So you ought to decide like to do whatever it takes. And when we talk about systems, because a lot of people who are procrastinating and under right 150 members, they say, I want to work on systems, which is the most ridiculous and stupid thing to say, because there's how many systems do you reckon there were in TBC? A thousand? Two thousand? Oh, yeah, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of systems. It, there's a like, system what, to everything, right? What fucking system are you working on? Don't say systems, right? But the systems you should be working on is how do we get market penetration on our marketing plan so that we generate 15, 20, 25 leads every single week? That is a really, really big system. But none of this works, Brad, unless they can sell, right? They've got to be able to do their sell by chat whether they sell over the phone face to face and part of sales is onboarding it's one of the re- one of the things you were really really good at as a sales rep is you never just like let a sale go and then just f- fall through to the the wicket keeper your onboarding processes were pretty tight but just say let's if we talk about like a time component Brad and it'll be a bit hard to put minutes but when we're talking about like lead nurture getting the leads to book their appointments and running the actual consultations what would be a couple of things that you would be doing every single day when you when you were closing those you know yeah close 20 sales in a day so what was kind of what was your so so how my my day sort of looked you know especially when i was still running sessions because obviously i moved into a full-time sales role right and no one has that so when i was still delivering one-on-one sessions and stuff i would train clients in the morning you know 5 30 till 7 sort of you know sessions then I would go in and do essentially from about eight o'clock till about nine thirty was like sales calls, sales follow up. So essentially, such a good time before, to call a eh, before they start work. It's yeah, just time. before people start work, as they're getting to work, that sort of time frame, right? Sort of, you know, that sort of nine thirty till eleven. Do whatever. I'll do a round of calls at midday. Usually took about twenty minutes, if that. And that was just literally calling my new leads, just calling them through, trying to book some appointments. And anything sort of 4.30 till 7 was either face-to-face consultations, phone consultations, or calling leads again. Now, depending on how many leads I had, some days that would only take me half an hour. Obviously, if I had three consultations, there's an hour and a half in itself. So that would very much depend. And then I would sort of allow that time frame knowing that, I may have consultations or not. Some days I had obviously some PT sessions booked in that time slot as well because that was a sort of peak time. But that's roughly how I scheduled out my day. And one of the things that when you're getting better at sales, guys, so obviously there's like a sales skill component. So the better you are at sales, the the easier your life is across the board. And Brad's the world's biggest component of that. 
But if you're not developing the skills, I'm going to talk about how what you need to do to get better at marketing and sales in a moment. But if you're not getting better at sales, the number one thing that you can do to counteract that is to have more volume of outreach in your sales. So send more messages, send more emails, do more sales um, follow-up calls because um, the amount of volume does really matter. Um, But I want to cover a little bit on the sales side of things. So there might be like a a big possibility, Brad, um, that some people listening, they're not confident in sales. They want to work on their sales systems because they're going to follow through what we talked about today. I want you just to go way back and just imagine if you had your time again today, you've got 20 members, you want to get to 150, but you want to improve your sales, like as a sales professional, what would be maybe just a couple of things um, that you would do to actually improve your sales systems and your sales skills? Uh, first of all, it would be book more appointments. Yep. Book more appointments. Why does that help though? Because it's it's repetition, right? Yep. If, you, if you close at... Um, 20%, right? Yep. And you speak to 10 people, you close two. If you close at 20% and speak to 20 people, you close four, yep. right? But you also have 18 or, or 16 opportunities where you can learn mm. of what you, where you, areas you can improve on. So just purely by having conversations and getting in the seat, you will learn lessons. So things that you do well to get people over line, things that you didn't do quite well. But I think the big thing is, Actually, getting some feedback in regards to what you're doing during that sales consultation. Now, whether over the phone, face-to-face, whatever, if you can record that and get some sort of feedback, is definitely going to help you, okay? And then obviously, having a sales script, some sort of script (laughs) that you've done some sort of training on and some role plays. Again, like some people say, I'm just natural at sales. That's fine, but that's not ever going to be duplicatable. And even when you're naturally good at sales, there's areas you can improve on. Mm. Right. Because yeah. you, again, it's, it's a, you know, people say, oh, it's a numbers game. Definitely. If you're bad at, if you're bad at sales, it has to be a numbers game yep. because you have to have the numbers to get the, the sales that you need. Where if you keep getting the numbers, but improve your sales ability, everyone wins. You help more people. Oh, it's massive growth. You have a bigger impact on the world, which is, again, everyone joins the industry because they want to help people, right? I don't want to be salesy. You don't have to be salesy, but you have to make sales because to yeah. do what you got Such into the industry quote. for, you have to get people into your programs, right? No one, no one changed the world through marketing, right? You have to actually get people into your program to help them. Mm. Yeah, we like we talk about this this a lot. Like they've got to pay you money for them to pay attention, and you have the chance to pay their life, uh, change their life. Um, there's yeah. no monetary ex- exchange; it's fruitless. Definitely, and you know we speak of this all the time you know, in our sessions. You know, all the information that everyone has inside most of their programs is for free on the internet, right? No mm. one's this special unicorn creating this new cutting edge training program, right? Most of it's online. The thing is, they don't need the the training as much. It's the the accountability, the attention to detail, the technique issues, all these other things they need is what they really need to actually get results. And there has to be a transaction in that for that to happen. Yeah. And and you do think like, so obviously the the sales script is like the the nearly the end point of the um, you know, sales systems. Would there be any other like particular sales systems for the guys under 150 wanting to grow that you just make sure that 
you know, they're they're working on those particular systems in, in the sales. It would, it would definitely be the lead to consultation. So what happens between them becoming a lead and between them actually coming in for a consultation, whether face-to-face or over the phone? And, you know, we all know speed is king, right? So how fast can you contact someone? What systems or softwares do you need in place to speed up this process? Because, again, not everyone's sitting at a computer waiting for a lead to come in. And if you are, I hope you're not. (laughs) So what do we have? A Zapier? Do we have an ACR so we can get a text message or an email? And then what's our follow-up process to actually get them booked in for a consultation? So for me... I'm a firm believer and I'll stand by it. I've been dragged over coals before on posts. You have to call your leads three times a day. I am. Um, some people are going to say, I'm not going to sign up. We got data on the agency. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. We got data on the agency of people who did that and they closed 21% more sales in comparison to the people who called twice, Definitely. which is quite a big jump. D- Definitely. A huge jump. Imagine you know, if someone said to you, hey, by calling someone through numbers, I'm going to give you 20% more sales. Would you do it? All of them would say yes. Mm. So for me, it was when they first came in, within 10 minutes, ideally, roughly two hours after, yeah, and then that night would be the yep. first day. And then after that, three times a day, like I said before, morning between 8.30 and 9.30, midday between so you know, 11 and 1.00, wherever you can fit in half an hour of calls around there and then late afternoon, early evening. And, and guys, I think one of the, one of the big business lessons I want to teach you off that is you guys can't let your personal biases affect what you do in business to get the best results possible, right? So say you go, Hey, if someone called me three times a day, I wouldn't sign up. That's a personal bias that you have when you're not even giving the opportunity to a much better system that has worked well with data for a lot more gyms, probably a lot bigger business than you are right now, affect your decision-making. And I think that's a really, really big issue, especially for fitness business owners under seven figures a year, where they let their personal bullshit in their beliefs. Like a big one will be, I don't message people on social media. So it's like, okay, well, does that mean that organic marketing doesn't work? And they're like, yeah, it doesn't work. And it's like, well, maybe have a look at the world because there is like some people signing up 10, 15 people a week. And you've just got to be really careful with that, guys. Um, what you're what you've really got to got to focus on in my belief is it doesn't matter what you like or what you dislike. What you obsess about is what is the best business practice for me to scale a really, really profitable fitness business. And sometimes it's shit that you don't like and you've just got to cop it and just fucking make it happen. Because Brad, you know me, I'm an introvert. I hated calling people on the phone and shit. I hated it. But what what are you going to do? Not Yeah. Not or if you, if you don't want to do it, that's also fine. But don't complain about it. Well, you just outsource it. Yeah. But yeah. Like, you know, if you're like, hey, I'm not going to call leads three times a day. I'm not going to call them. Hey, that's completely fine. But if you are asking how to get your consultation rate improved and I'm giving you a proven answer and you don't want to do it, <laughs> that's on That's on you. Take ownership of it. That's completely fine. Because again, we see it with some people like they don't want to collect cash up front. They want to have monthly recurring revenue. That's fine. But if you're asking me, how do you self-liquidate your ad spend? And I'm saying you have to collect, you have to collect cash up front, but you don't want to. That's I've given you, I've given you the answer to the question you've asked. 
If you don't want to follow that, that is completely fine. But don't keep asking the same question. I'll give you the same answer. Mm. Yeah, the cash up fronts are like a a big one, right? Because I was big on recurring rev. Yeah. Um, But cash up front gives you a lot more stuff to, you can do a lot more cool stuff in your business. But guys, just to recap, look, if you're under 150 members and you want to get over, you need to learn how to build out marketing systems, build out your sales systems that are repeatable and that are very, very reliable. If you do that, and if you're able to self-identify of like when you're procrastinating, when you're, you know, focused on things that you shouldn't be focused on and re-correct yourself back to, to just tracking how much daily sales activity you're doing, how much sales, uh, how much marketing activity are you doing? I have absolutely no doubts that you guys will get above 150 members faster than what you're currently projected to hit that at. And Brad? Quickly, no one, no one is saying don't have systems here, right? No one, Jimmy and I aren't saying don't have systems. We're just saying be careful of the percentage of time you're allocating to your systems over oh, man. marketing, right? <laughs> if I can be honest with the guys, so one of my really big things is um, people implementing the L10, which is a, a which is a book from Gino Wickman for businesses doing traction. It's what they do in the elite program. I'm like, we didn't run a fucking team meeting till we had 600 members. Hey, I figure. So it's like, is a team meeting that important? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not that fucking important. So with the with everything you're focused on, it's like spending too much time on your onboarding, your retention systems and things like that when you don't really have many members in a business. Like, is he, I want to be harsh on it because you're just wasting your fucking time because, you know, until you learn how to grow consistently is you don't actually have many people to retain because you're probably not getting a full-time like, salary. You're probably not making any profit. So you don't even have a business at that stage. So you really need to check yourself and focus. Um, and I'm sorry if that was like a little bit harsh to come over, but it just gets borderline ridiculous at times. Yeah. And again, like when you've got two or three staff members, you're seeing them so often throughout the day and chatting to them anyway. That's <laughs> like that half an hour meeting. It's like there's nothing it's, to talk about. You've already spoken about it. <laughs> well, I think we talked about this because we ran so at 900 members, we got MindBody, which is like a CRM. Until that, um, so across two clubs, we had 900 members. It was run off Google Sheets. We, so had, seven like- fa- we had seven facilities and no automation. <laughs> it's the same. Like- so our leads came to an Excel document. We called them. We used to put um, BB for Brad Bedford. It's like voicemail. Yeah. And, and you time. do yellow, red, orange. Yellow, red, orange. It seemed, yeah, no, no. Like green that. was booked. Orange was like follow up, and red was no go. Yeah, we. I think we had yellow was booked in mind. Um, yeah, green was sold. Um, so it w- it was simple. Obviously, now softwares and stuff have developed, but again, it's like the focus was so big on like move to sales, 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 and marketing, sales and marketing that that got built out down the track. Yeah, and just good stuff happens um, when you do that, especially if you're on a go, but. Guys, I hope you got a little bit of value from today's episode. Any questions, reach out to Brad and I on social media. We're happy to help you absolutely anytime.